Hi, I'm Sarah Bross, and you're listening to My Network, a podcast about careers and next steps and keeping moving forward. I'm starting a new strategy this month of recording quick-hitting solo episodes weekly. I've been focused on interviewing people in my network to ask them about their lives and careers and getting through coronavirus. But ultimately, I want this podcast to be for success-minded people focused on career growth strategies and making their work lives work for them. Welcome back to the third and last episode in our August networking mini-series. If you remember back a few weeks ago, I spoke with my friend Gina Avila about her network, and she told us about how important it has been to her career. This is what she said. Networking is how I've gotten every job I've ever gotten. And I have to agree. I've gotten every job so far in my career because of my network, even before I had much of one. If you've been with us for all of August, you have already learned the first four steps of working on your network. If you haven't completed the first two podcasts in the series, I'd really encourage you to go back to the August 10th episode and start from there. Today, we are going to finish up with number five and six of the six keys to working on your network. Number five is to start to grow your network. Well, you probably wouldn't be listening if you weren't looking for ways to do this, but how to start. If you did the activities in the first two episodes in the series, you've already started. Just take your time after you're done listening to this episode and fill them out a little bit further. Also, if you go to my website at sarahbrass.com, you will find a blog post containing the six steps as well as a sheet with the activities from all three episodes. If you've already completed the first four activities, you already have the beginning of a tracking document. I'd highly recommend adding it to a spreadsheet in Google Docs. In fact, I'll post a link to an example of a networking tracker on my website as well. Number five though, is to think more about what your strategic networking goals are and who might be good for you to connect with in order to grow your network. As an example of this, I'm an aspiring writer of thriller books. Can you imagine how much fun it would be for me to be able to call up Lianne Moriarty who wrote Big Little Lies or Stephen King and ask for their advice on a story or how to find a publisher? If I were doing this exercise and looking to grow my network, these are people I really wish I could meet. Another example is Oprah Winfrey, who has her podcast. How much would I like to be able to ring up Oprah and ask her what she thinks of my interviews? Could she give me any advice? Maybe I could network to meet Michelle Obama and we could have some tea and talk about the challenges of starting a podcast. However, it might be hard for me to connect with Michelle or Stephen King because they are so famous and successful. But if I know what my goals are, I can look for more accessible people to connect with like maybe starting with a local author or podcaster who's been at it for a few years and has more experience than me. Their advice is meaningful as well. And looking for a celebrity to network with is not actually the point, unless you have a personal connection with them otherwise. The real goal is to find someone who is deeper in your field than you, but is still accessible to you. It's not impossible to try to find someone to introduce you to your heroes in your field, but could take a lot of time and effort to do that time you might rather spend working on your craft. So when you really get a chance to meet them, you have something spectacular to talk to them about. But I'm gonna recommend you start smaller and find reachable people who can help you along the way. From experience, I can recommend the following ways of growing your network. There are obviously others, but this is a great place to start. First, if you already have a job or a career, 
and you like your industry, focus on people that you know from work. Make a list of the people you think are really talented in your office. Ask them questions about where they've worked before, how they got started in the business. One thing I've noticed is that people love to tell you their stories. So if you ask just a few questions, you can learn so much about a person. Once you have met people that you feel like you can learn from, think about adding them to your network, meaning that you keep them in your circle and reach out to them from time to time with the purpose of talking with them about work. One sidebar here is don't gossip. You never want to use gossip to connect with people at work. It will prevent you from being a go-to colleague because people never trust someone who gossips a lot. As much as they might enjoy hearing the gossip, what they'll really be thinking is, remember never to tell her anything personal. Another place to grow your network is industry trade events or conferences. Right now with COVID, a lot has been canceled for this year. But going forward, I hope we find industry and association events starting back up. It's a great way to meet people and learn about opportunities within your industry. It also can give you ideas about trends in your business. Before going to an industry event, you can read up on who the presenters are so you can focus on meeting people you're interested in. And don't be shy about introducing yourself to people at these events. That is why everyone goes, to meet people. And you may only meet one or two people who you will actually stay in touch with after an event. But even that is great because you could meet people through them in the future. And the point is not adding thousands of people into your network. It's quality over quantity here. You don't have time to stay in touch with thousands of people anyway. So finding one or two really good ones is much more meaningful. A tip for connecting is to find subsets of industry groups that appeal to you. So if you're a designer, you might find people in your area that do the similar kind of design to you that you wanna meet with. Or maybe you'd rather go to a national event and talk with people or a global event and talk with people who do totally different work from you, which you find inspiring. It's what is your goal and what do you hope to get out of the group? There's so many wonderful resources online and so many subsets of larger groups. One thing I read about this morning was Peloton and their main Facebook group hasn't been appealing to some of the riders. So they've formed subsets of the group, like working moms and just groups within a larger group that align more with who you are and your way of looking at things. You'll find that some people are just naturally good at marketing. Malcolm Gladwell calls them connectors in his book, Tipping Point. The connector, according to Gladwell, is a person who is able to make connections between what seem to be very different and disparate people and ideas. Connectors have an extraordinary knack for making friends and acquaintances, Gladwell writes. This is a great book if you haven't read it yet. We actually read Gladwell for courses in my master's program at USC. It gives you good insight on what a connector is. And if you aren't the best networker and you wouldn't be considered a connector, there's actually an activity in Gladwell's book where you can identify if you are a connector or not. And if you're not, maybe some of your friends are, and that's great too. Once you have your goals set up about what you are trying to accomplish, ask around your friends to see if anyone knows someone in that field. You'd be amazed who your friends can connect you with. Now let's talk about online networking, which is more relevant than ever. I have friends who are excellent at online networking. They enjoy connecting with people who they follow online, like say an artist or a musician or a commentator, a journalist, somebody that they enjoy following. And then they reach out to them and message them and turn it into more of a real life friendship. There are tons of ways to meet people. 
both virtually and in real life. And one of, another great way to network is through volunteering your time or attending events about a cause that you're interested in. You could join a gym. Like-minded people might be working out at the same place you go to or competing in sporting events like triathlons or marathons or bike races. All of these are great ways to meet people and active people tend to be the same ones that are trying to be successful in other areas of their life. Alumni associations are a fantastic way to connect with people. If your university has a local chapter of your school's alumni association, definitely go to an event or connect with them online. My biggest piece of advice would be to just have fun when you are out adding to your network and you will naturally bump into people and connect with them. It's awkward if you walk around thinking, could he be in my network? Could she? Kind of like asking people you just meet, will you be my friend? But if you just relax and enjoy the events or activities, you will naturally meet people. And once you talk with them, you'll find out if they're like-minded to you and if you can stay in touch and help each other out in your careers. Let's stop here and do an activity. Get out your notebook or notes app and jot down all of the organizations you belong to where you can meet people. It can be anything where you've been that you meet a lot of like-minded people, people who get you or understand your career path and what you wanna do with your life. First, write down the list of organizations and companies you belong to or volunteer your time to or are a graduate of. You can pause the podcast now and go ahead and jot them down. Now, this might just be a few organizations at this point, or maybe none at all. Maybe you're just starting down this path. Go ahead, we'll wait. Okay, we're back. Later on, I want you to do some homework about this same topic, looking at your lists, and look into local chapters of organizations that you could join, ask people at work what they're part of, maybe a Toastmasters club for public speaking. You could volunteer as a mentor for students or in something that you're interested in specifically, and definitely joining an industry or alumni group. Ask around and see what you can come up with. And since this year is limited with travel and live events, it's a great time to research and try to attend a virtual talk. It might be a little less intimidating to get your foot in the door of an organization virtually this year and then sign up for some other in-person events next year. According to Investopedia, networking is the exchange of information and ideas among people with a common profession or special interest, usually in an informal social setting. Indeed says, these are the skills that are needed to excel at networking. Communication, active listening, social skills, public speaking skills, nonverbal communication, interpersonal skills, empathy, and positivity. These are all the same kinds of skills needed to make friends. The further along you are in your career, your networking turns into friendships as well. Really rewarding ones that help you achieve your goals and go-to people that you can call when you have a work issue that you need to talk through. Or like a lot of people right now that are laid off or unemployed because of COVID and are looking to find new jobs. Okay, we've talked a lot now about how to grow your network. Let's move into the final key to working on your network, number six. I'll pose it as a question. How often should you stay in touch with people in your network? The answer is it varies. And that may be a bit of a cop-out answer, but it depends what kind of friendship or relationship you have developed with them. One of my favorite contacts in my network is my writing buddy and good friend, Dana. We have recently started a weekly standing meeting where we share chapters of our writing with each other. That's pretty frequent to stay in touch with someone. 
but we are both on the same page right now and this works for us. Another example is my old boss and friend, Ed, who will be a guest on our podcast next week. We text sporadically to stay in touch during this pandemic. I check in on him because he lives in Scottsdale in an area that's been super hard hit with the pandemic. He's retired and he's on dialysis. So it means a lot to me to hear from him regularly. He was one of the people who worked in my first office in LA and he used to be my boss. We don't talk on video chat very often, but maybe once a year. Between texts and calls, it feels like the right amount of time to let him know I care and to keep on his invite list for future winter trips to Arizona. Haha, <laughs> I'm joking. But it does bring up the question, are you only picking people in your network that can do something for you? That seems kind of self-serving, right? I would say absolutely not, but the answer is more complicated. In a way, you do build your network of people who can help you with things, and vice versa, people you can help too. The network should be mutually beneficial. We are now ready for our last activity. Hopefully by now you've transferred all your contacts into an Excel or Google Doc spreadsheet. If you haven't done this, you might want to revisit the first two episodes in August. You have your list of contacts, how you know them, and what you have in common with them. I want you to add a column called touch points. In that column, I want you to write when you will connect with that person. It could be annually before the conference you met them at to ask them if they want to meet for coffee at the event this year. It could be on their birthday or on a special holiday that has meaning to them. Give some thought to meaningful touch points for each person on your list. For the people who you don't know yet and are aspiring to connect with, is there a reason to reach out and introduce yourself? If so, add that to your touch points column. I'll give a quick example of this. A couple of people in my network always reach out to me on Mother's Day because they know how important being a mom is to me. I don't know if they have that in a calendar or they just think of me on that day, but it means so much to me. That's just one example of a personal connection that I noticed. So go ahead and start this now or keep it as a homework assignment to do after the episode, adding that touch point column. And after you're done creating this in the spreadsheet, I'd highly recommend adding that column into a calendar on your phone. That way you will get reminders to contact people and it makes it super easy to stay in touch. If you're a busy person, that reminder to contact someone before the date passes you by can be really helpful. Great job with all the work you've put into the past three weeks of episodes. You are really committed to growing your network and making your work life work for you. As a reminder, I'm going to put the list of activities up on my website so you can find them there. Lastly, before we wrap up here, lastly, before we wrap here, I want to leave you with some thoughts. Back to creating authentic connections and being yourself, I want you to have confidence that you are interesting and successful enough to be worthy of the time and efforts of the people in your network. This doesn't mean crafting a work persona that is different from your real self. Your goals have merit and deserve to be strived for. Life is short and you only have so much time. So make sure you're doing something you can be proud of with your life that you will look back on and think you gave your time to something valuable, whatever that is for you. And then find some people who love that thing too. Surround yourself with people who are either like you or can help you grow. I'm excited to see where you end up. Please share your networking stories with me. I invite you to become part of my professional network by subscribing at sarahbrass.com. 
Thanks for spending time with me today. You can find more information on sarahbrass.com. That's S-A-R-A-B-R-A-A-S.com. See you next time.